0: Dwellers and welcome back to Disney Top Shelf. Oh, lines are all over the place.
1: Top shelf Disney animation. Uh, beep,
0: beep, beep,
1: Error. Error. <laughs>
0: wow, that's what happens when that, I don't pause before I start doing the yep.
1: opening title. <laughs> that might be the fastest that has gotten derailed. <laughs>
0: Two words in, and we derailed the opening. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. The awesomeness that is this program. Can you believe we've been doing this for 10 episodes? I can.
1: This is episode <laughs> number 10. All right.
0: Up to episode Only 10.
1: 40, Only what? Uh, 46? 45 more to go. <laughs> we got a long way to go. I, I Hopefully,
0: by the time we reach... Um, the most recent one we uh, will 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 be a little more professional with the show.
1: You know, God, God forbid we actually write the intro down and (laughs) just recite it. The thing is, is
0: I know the intro. I know what I want to say. It's just I get so distracted every time. I I start second guessing myself within like a minute of doing it. It's that bad. So, anyways, welcome to the show, TC. Welcome Mm -hmm. back, my friend. I'm happy to be here. Yes, I am happy you're here too. Uh, I <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. I am here as well. I'm Jeff, as as always. And this week, we watched the number ten film on our list here, which was Melody Time from 1948. Another one of the Disney package films.
1: You, you folks are nearing the end of having to ever hear the words package film oh, ever my again. <laughs> I'm so
0: – you know what? I'm glad because, frankly, I'm kind of getting tired of hearing the phrase package films.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to returning to full narratives, full stories. Uh, not that there's anything terrible about what we have been watching here. No. But these – we still haven't it, – it just hasn't felt like a true Disney film as people think of it. Since Pinocchio, yeah, and, well,
0: and Bambi, and, and Bambi. Bambi, Bambi, I guess, was the last yeah. one that was like really standard narrative, right? Yeah, my biggest thing, and I'm gonna be honest right off the bat at the start of this episode, I'm kind of getting tired of these, you know? Yeah, like I'm just yeah, like, it's... all right, there's another one of these, like, okay, let's watch to see what they do this time. And it's really sad mm-hmm. because I... the last one was so, like, I really enjoyed the last one.
1: Fun and Fancy Free. Fun
0: and Fancy Free was a lot of fun. (laughs) I liked that it was just the two. I was completely okay with that right uh, then we came back to this and it's like oh there's like oh there was what like six or seven different or Seven, seven, yeah, seven so, like, oh, i don't all right what do you got for me this time disney like it was more of like a chore unfortunately than an excitement uh, oh but you
1: got the you got the andrew sisters again you got uh i did some... get quite
0: excited and let out a small little chirp when i saw that
1: like, oh. <laughs> you got roy rogers now those <clears throat> of you true. who might not be Aware of it, Roy Rogers has a very uh, famous catchphrase, and it's "Yippee Ki Yay." Ah, uh, T C he see, no, 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 no. That's a uh, that's <laughs> if you just want to put a bleep in there for me. To say... <laughs> I tried
0: catching it, and I realized what you were doing about a second and a half too late. That wasn't a delay. <laughs> that was actually just me going, "Wait, is he gonna? You, is he gonna say that?" See, so like, you, no. <laughs> you were, you were,
1: you were drinking at the time. I was really hoping for a spit take, but alas. <laughs>
0: Uh, if I did a spit take, I don't think we'd be recording anymore because that would have just gotten all <laughs> over my computer.
1: <laughs> would, would it have been any more errorific than the opening of the show today?
0: No, because I'm pretty certain somehow it would have fixed the opening of the show, actually, had, <laughs> I, had I broke it. So,
1: Melody Time is is another film that was in production during the war uh, they had some assets and some manpower that they were able to use to finish the film. So this movie does have a more of a finished quality, a more or just slightly more refined quality than fun and fancy Free had, mm-hmm. which was really scrambling to, to complete to, to get to completion. Right. And this one has uh, a, the animations a lot tighter. the, the story the overall film itself is a little tighter as well the the seven films they clip along at at just the right pace per thing there's it doesn't really feel like there's any, ever any down moments in this uh and we'll go we'll go piece by piece like we did with the last few yep. but this one felt it 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 felt like a good pace. It felt it didn't. I wasn't bored watching this one. Now mm-hmm. you you said you were bored and just that it's like uh, another one of these right yeah, a series I, of I, I short necessi- films collected. Correct. I
0: wasn't necessarily bored with the film overall. I'm just like I'm bored with the concept. I'm like you. I'm really looking mm-hmm. forward to getting back into like a full length narrative. I want to see one story being told, not like a bunch right. of shorts. Is all.
1: Yeah. But uh, what works with make mine music fun and fancy free three caballeros and saludos amigos they all util- they are all, all the what worked u- is utilized in melody time mm-hmm. the celebrity voices the the touch of live action heck we get a return of joe and donald yes we do <laughs>
0: <laughs> now we're gonna and have to I dissect really... where in the timeline that event occurs <laughs> between the two films i'm curious to well know. we'll get we'll get back to them <laughs> but uh, i did
1: realize that's one of the ways that they they cut corners in all of these and more so in this one uh, the and fun and fancy free is there aren't a lot of synced lines True. there's narrative and there's singing and there's only two segments in the whole movie the whole of melody time where voice actors had to be synced to the animation for the most part it's really well narrated well music uh with uh, uh put to music really well songs and stories and apt to its title there's fun melodies that make this mo- that make each segment work right
0: and i would definitely say like i know i know that this has come up in the past but like with the f- like fantasia where we kind of were able to figure out like oh, there's a connective tissue or a, excuse me potentially a connective tissue from beginning to end um this one mm-hmm. follows more just in line with like the last couple where there's not really like a connective tissue these are just kind of yeah, standalone a- shorts little stories being told
1: yeah, it's a it's a variety show, and right. if if there's anything at all that even has any sort of similarity, it's Johnny Appleseed and Pecos Bill being two American folklore heroes. Right. That's it. Uh, aside from that, uh, all the pieces are just they are just they exist as a short film. There's no cohesive thread to any of these. Um, not not that they're bad, because again oh, no. the animate the um, animation in this is really tight. The the music is really I. Oh, and the celebrities they used don't – they didn't um, have a specific – well – Actually, that's not true because Roy Rogers definitely has a, a shtick. <laughs> he has a shtick for sure. But there's maybe, there's maybe. no creepy <laughs> ventriloquist puppets this time as the shtick. <laughs> you know what?
0: Maybe that's what this one was missing. TC, I think it needed creepy puppets. That's what we are. That's what was feeling weird. It needed to open up with Charlie McCarthy and Edgar Bergen going, "Hello, everyone. We're back again. Nightmares."
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So let's go through each of the different sections. Uh, Unlike Mm -hmm, what mm -hmm. fun and fancy free, we will go in correct order this time. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We,
1: we, we open up with the, the opening credits just say, here are the, the, the performers you're about to see in the sections they're about to see. We open up with a storybook being opened up or a music ledger being opened up. True. And, and each, each segment is painted into existence with the omniscient, omnipresence magical paintbrush that, right that paints these settings which we've we've shared our enjoyment of those in the past although i realized we may truly like that paintbrush bringing characters to life based solely on the fact that duck Amuck is one of the greatest looney tunes of all time
0: yes fully and wholeheartedly <laughs> agree that is easily one of the best looney tunes ever <laughs> <laughs> i love that short oh man you know that's a good point maybe that is why i like that idea because i like that cartoon short so <laughs> that much cartoon ah, uh, but, so, but which is we which open up you see real quick if, yeah, if that's yeah, the yeah. case and if the reason why we like the paintbrush is because of that one is it possible that bugs bunny is drawing all of these
1: disney films Whoa! Well, th- you know what? What you a twist! To, there's the there's the fan theory for all for melody time at the very least. Can we can we twist some sort of narrative that Bugs Bunny oh. made this movie?
0: And that's why they're not. As complete feeling as normal Disney films, because he's used mm. to working in shorts, mm. not full-length yes. films. And then, there's your theory for the week, folks. Oh yeah,
1: <laughs> melody time <clears throat> brought to you by Bugs, Bugs Bunny.
0: Bunny. <laughs> nice twist, huh? I can make up my own there theories. You. There's no theories to look for yet in these in these in these package films. <laughs> Today's secret well, word we- is package. Sorry.
1: <laughs> so well, we open up with Winter Wonderland, which is a story of two ice skating teenagers and two bunnies. True, and the, the the male counterparts uh, upset the female counterparts. They get put into some peril and. They rescue to them.
0: There is general upset. Like they, they, they get them upset. And this, this short goes from this kind of like general romantic comedy esque vibe to a freaking disaster film <laughs> when the lake that <laughs> they're <laughs> on <laughs> <laughs> <Shatters> <laughs> and their <laughs> unconscious bodies start careening down rivers. <laughs> like holy cow!
1: When what, what Jeff, happened? when I was, when I was, when I was growing up, I. I was lied to because I thought by the time I was an adult, I'd have more problems with falling off of waterfalls and quicksand, <laughs> and quicksand than right? actually has ever occurred in real <laughs> life, right?
0: <laughs> I, I love it. I, I, this, this short just oh, – this boy. short just got so, a couple, uh, couple different little things yeah, like that. Yeah, apparently, and then uh, the, waterfalls aren't the, the males as big of a threat as many of us have ever been led the, to believe. Two horses – And what, the couple squirrels, I think, or no, like squirrels and birds that ultimately ends up saving them. Um, So basically, if not for the the kindness of animals, those people Mm -hmm. would have been dead. (laughs) Because let's, (laughs) let's look at it this way. They saved the two female characters from going over the water. And because those two came back, they were able to warm the like... Frostbitten, frozen male counterparts that were in the <laughs> snow who would have just died of hypothermia. All of the end of The Shining, aka The Downing.
1: <laughs> oh man, <laughs> <laughs> nice it's, so, it's just so complex. It's, it's so, complex. so complex, Jeff. There's so much more to this than we ever gave it credit for.
0: <laughs> I do want to say something in all seriousness. This one, this is the one short amongst all the ones in here that I felt didn't look like a Disney movie.
1: Yeah, it's it had a little more of
0: that, like Warner Brothers esque Tex Avery vibe to it. Maybe not necessarily in the way that it's animated, but the like just the way that the backgrounds worked and the way that the characters looked and interacted. They just didn't feel like. A, yeah, it didn't feel like a Disney short. It felt like a, it felt like another Looney Tunes short.
1: Yeah. And, and we'll we'll hit, touch on that again later when we're talking about the Pecos Bill section. That's Disney. At the time, was sort of riding the trend of popularity that came from Tex Avery and the the popularity of the Looney Tunes at the time, and they they mimicked that in the animation style. And it starts right here, and not starts right here in Disney history, but <laughs> in this film, we do open up much more like a Looney Tunes.
0: Right, right. And yeah. it was just kind of it, it was kind of weird to see that again. And I know we've we've discussed that before um, with one of the previous package films, didn't we? that yes, it, that it yes, felt yes. very Looney Tunes esque in spots. And it's, it's so weird to like see that. Cause you're, especially if you're a person that hasn't seen these early, these early Disney films that have only seen, you know, within like the last, I don't know, 30 years or so worth of Disney. Like mm-hmm. Disney has kind of a look though. I guess you could argue, and this is definitely something that we'll probably touch upon as we go through, they do kind of adjust their style like every decade.
1: It, yes, the, the, the style does evolve. <laughs> and, and right now we are getting towards that Cinderella style that will stick around for a time being. But when we hit the, the low era again, mm-hmm. it'll be around Sword in the Stone and 100 Old Dalmatians and Aristocats Jungle Book. Those movies will see a much more sketchier style. The '90s had a very the, the Renaissance era has a very distinct look, and currently with Frozen and Tangled, it has a very it has a much more Pixar look than any of the previous incarnations of the Disney look. True, but uh, yeah, it's just these these eras that they go through in terms of how the films look, and that really is going to come down to who's leading the animation team when we when we hit that Fox and the Hound era, Glenn Keen was one of the greatest animators of all time. And his stylistic influences in every Disney movie that we're, we're going to be watching for a spell, which would be awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: It's, and that's cool. You know, it's <laughs> definitely something that's like, Oh yeah. Does to, to see that evolution and see that change. Uh, it's kind of yeah. crazy. Like how, how, how fast, because I, it, it's actually, it's not fast. It's, it's kind of subtle because I mean, in the 10 films we watch, I mean, you look at snow white and mm-hmm. that has a very different, Design, you know, if, if even if you rule out the package films, and I'm gonna use the word package so many times in this, <laughs> just to, just to drive you crazy and the people at home, make listening. A,
1: make a drinking game make out of a it,
0: <laughs> and if you can make it to the end, I'll send you a dollar because I'm gonna say package like 300 <laughs> more times, folks. Anyways, uh, <laughs> no, like you know, Snow White and Snow White, Pinocchio, Dumbo, and um, Bambi all kind of had its own unique. Well, Snow White had its own completely unique style, and Pinocchio mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. already different from that and then i'm sure yeah once we hit um <clears throat> what cinderella right yeah cinderella yeah. that's going to look very different and yeah i already know what you're talking about with like the jungle book and that era and obviously i know mm-hmm. the, the late 80s early 90s era and the modern so it's it's kind of cool that it was something i never realized going into this podcast like how much has that design changed over the years
1: and we're, we're seeing signs of what's to come because if you look at the cartoonish animals they don't have the dynamic animated style that you would see in some of the more classic characters like these bunnies aren't pulling faces they aren't pulling takes at right. the very most they turn red when they're angry and blue when they're frozen that's it's not <laughs> it's not wild takes but on the other other hand the human characters are moving towards what's in, what the protagonists uh, of the disney movies have and the more cartoonish nature of the side characters Mm -hmm. is developing side by side here. I I keep mentioning Pecos bills, but I'll just stick with it. Pecos himself follows a much more animated style of polling faces and polling takes just that, that cartoonish look. Right. But uh, Sue has a much more grounded in reality look that you would see from snow whites and Geppetto. And what we'll see with Cinderella Pecos bill It has more characteristics to them that you'll see in the stepsisters, whereas Sue and these and the ice skating lovers have a more grounded reality that you will see in, say, the evil stepmother or uh, or Cinderella herself.
0: Which is so weird that they would combine those two different styles, like why that why why some characters are more grounded in reality and why others aren't, you know, it's it's interesting that they're not all the same, but I guess at the same time, it's not so drastic that it's really that noticeable, you
1: know, right. They're not, you, you don't put those two characters next to each other and they look wildly out of place. It's, it's just a, it's this interesting visual shorthand that, that helps the audience understand a character a lot faster. If a character is grounded in reality, uh, you'll be able to see yourself in them much more, more, much more. If a character is wild and 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 crazy, or if we go to the next section, a bumblebee that's fighting anthropomorphic musical notes. I see what you then did. Then you're meant you're meant to be entertained. <laughs> you're meant to be entertained by it and not relate to it. So right. and, and there is that's the intelligence of the Walt Disney Company that they could do visual cues like that to help the audience translate how they're supposed to view something
0: right and and who they're supposed to potentially connect to the the most or you know Mm -hmm. yeah the the one that's more goofy is obviously the one that's not actually goofy but the one that's more silly (laughs) uh and cartoony is the one that you're supposed to laugh at or is supposed to be entertaining you the one that's more pretty and normal is probably the one that's that you're supposed to you know uh, long to have a happy, you know, out or ending, or maybe that's the one that you're supposed to be in this situation, or, you know, right, the love you associate interest. with Yeah, him. associate. Right. Thank you. I right. was, right. I was trying to think of the word, and instead <laughs> I came up with 16 other words to make <laughs> motifs. It. motifs. 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 Uh, <laughs> timing from like episode so three. I have,
1: I have said it on pretty much every one of these package films, and I'll, I'll say it again in that. I, I, I know how they used all these things. They weren't, they weren't blockbuster successes they used all this animation for disney channel commercials because <laughs> this the bumblebee section the flight of the bumblebee i remember those visuals from when i was a child <laughs> once again for a little 30 second see look the the he disney channel 30 when it was first years cr- in advance
0: you see or 40 years in advance
1: <laughs> the disney channel as we know it now was not how the disney channel began when mm-hmm. the disney channel began it was a cable subscription that you purchased. It did not have commercials. I remember did it didn't have a
0: premium channel. I remember that. Yeah.
1: No commercial breaks, no advertisements from toy companies or, or movie previews or anything whatsoever. In between things, in between shows, they would show just Disney channel type logos. One, the, the one thing they used time and time again was you just saw Claymation Mickey's gloved hands arranging the mouse head logo with food, with, with uh, Legos, with things you find on the beach. It was just their standard Disney channel logo was Mickey's hands. Just doo, 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 the Disney channel.
0: So crazy. I can compl- I remember <laughs> it just being that big of a deal. I remember when the Disney channel came out and it be, and just me going like, oh, there's an entire channel of Disney. Mom, I want this. And my mom being like, no, we're not going to get that. That's nope. silly. And then we got it. Well, <laughs> OK, good. OK. <laughs> got it. Oh, yeah. I grew up watching the Disney Channel. You getting me? Which is weird but because this, like this, this entire short, I missed this at the beginning, but this connects to what you're saying. I mm-hmm. don't have any memory of anything in this short.
1: Oh, wow, I don't okay. know.
0: I all of this was new to me.
1: Mm, cool. I, I that's neat because Mel uh, make mine. Blah, Fun and fancy free—you had no recollection of either, right? And it's because they didn't reap. There's no way to see these. They didn't release them. They weren't the successes. They're not the classics. I beg to say that this this piece does have some classic stuff to it. Now, the bumblebee one—we can just talk about that real quick. The the kinetic stylings of the song flight mm-hmm. of the bumblebee to put to visual styles of this of these musical notes and keyboards attacking this bee who, th- who just who, who blew knew, up some yeah who knew a piano could be so
0: deadly i mean unless it was you know <laughs> unless it like was you know dropped from a high distance and dropped onto some detective's brother's head oh mm-hmm. just like this <laughs> Holy cow, he's a tune. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, we went there. Anyways. <laughs> what what the flay of the Bumblebee segment does that the previous package movies didn't was that that it, it had a consistent uh, uh energy to it. it didn't mm-hmm. slow down to give us something slow. Uh, Slow down and get something slow, right? Great word (laughs) usage here. We're doing great today, Jeff. We write things, too. (laughs) The whole of this film has a much better pace to it, and going from the, The Lovers in the Ice Skating in the Snow to Flight of the Bumblebee to Johnny Appleseed, which is segment number three. Yes. Did you... Have uh, See, I went to Catholic school when I was growing up, mm-hmm. and I knew the story of John, Johnny Appleseed, and I knew this song. We sang this as our little – Kindergarten prayer before we had snack time was oh. <laughs> the Lord is good to me, and so I thank the Lord for giving me the things I need: the sun and the rain and the apple seeds. The Lord is good to me. Like I can we <laughs> like little zealots recited it daily.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, now we never like I. I mean, like, I know the story of Johnny Appleseed because obviously mm-hmm. we we learned about it in school. I did not go to a Catholic school. I went to public school. Um, but we uh, that song yeah obviously we never sang that song because it was because it said the word lord i guess that's probably right, the reason right, why <laughs> even though we did the pledge of allegiance you know in one nation mm-hmm. under god that was still every morning but mm-hmm. it, it, we yeah we never sang we never sang that that song um but yeah i mean i know the story of him but that's that's not not not, ironically, yeah, I, not from this short though this would have been a f- perfectly okay short to show though it does have a it's very religious it's got a lot of religious undertones to it in this particular one right
1: and like the the angel visiting him and telling him to go west young man and there's there's some cool stuff here though so first of all it's this romanticized version of the frontier era oh yes that this is this is this is american folklore at its finest this is <laughs> There was nothing romantic about traveling from east to west. Wagons going west was, if you've ever played Oregon Trail, you know dysentery was a problem.
0: (laughs) I had a real quick question about that. All the pioneers that Johnny watches going off all don't have normal eyes. Is that what dysentery does to you? I'm so confused. I wanted to know. Now this we is a, know. Now we know. You don't have normal <laughs> eyes. You just have black dots where they are supposed to nah.
1: be. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Keep going. the, the romanticized <laughs> The romanticized Journey West is mm-hmm. this. It's Amer. It's America. It's American folklore, and uh, I I love that that idea of the campfire story. You would tell a story like this, especially during the the traveling West era, the frontier era to, to reconcile some troubled minds or to, or to just find joy in the dark circumstances of starving in the desert. (laughs) (laughs) It's
0: like, we're just going to delay the inevitable and uh, we're going to forget that uh, Timmy died
1: yesterday and just tell Mm -hmm. this really great story, (laughs) please. A a good example (laughs) of the, the romanticized West versus the reality. If I may reference the Simpsons Uh is the episode where, Lisa's substitute teacher and it's Dustin Hoffman and he sings home on the range in the, in the classroom. He says home, home on the range. And then he, he's, he, he says the reality, he says, or the beer in the envelope. Like, Oh, give me a home or the Buffalo, like all that. And then he, he explains the reality. And it's this, this nice juxtaposition between the fantasy and the reality of what traveling to the West was, but Johnny Appleseed, the the short section here gives us the the wonderful journey of John Chapman as he littered the countryside, <laughs> littered the whole country with every apple tree grow that you see. <laughs> right,
0: which is like in reality, he only did like a, an area in parts of like Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Illinois I think, mm-hmm. or like in Indiana. Like he, he only did a handful of states um, it, you know, that they have attributed him to, <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, I grew mm-hmm. up uh, always hearing the story of, yeah, how he's done everything all apple trees are because of him he created the apple tree basically, and <laughs> It's, all but it's a sweet.
1: <laughs> it's a sweet story. It's oh, it sweet. Is. They and the the way they open it with the book saying there was uh, Paul Bunyan and John Henry, and then there was the and uh, uh, the little uh, pot, uh, little kettle pot yep. hat that was Johnny Appleseed. Yeah. And so the the section I like the most of this is well, first of all, there's some great musical numbers in the course of this short film. There are five musical numbers, then that's, you know, that's crazy. Like I didn't
0: realize how many times they sang in, in this one. Most of these only ever have like a song if that right. Yeah. But this is probably, but, this is one of the longer, cause I feel like once upon a winter time, uh, legends of Johnny Appleseed and Pecos bill are the three long pieces in this yeah. film overall. Mm-hmm. And then everything else is just kind of like, cause like the, the bumblebee boogie was only like two and a half minutes and it was done. And two we're yeah, yeah, yeah. moving on to the next one. But yeah, this one had a handful of songs in it, and I didn't write down mm-hmm. all the songs that they that they did sing. It continue. You were going somewhere, I, I think, <laughs> sir, and I interrupted you. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's fine. The, the,
1: another element that I like is his guardian angel that shows up. And He has a sliced little little bit that he keeps doing, where the tail of his hat gets in his face, and he blows it around the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I was saying before, the difference between a main character that is presented in reality as a real not doing animated cartoony things and then his supporting mentor angel character gets to do wacky things like blowing his hat off his head and whatnot
0: <laughs> which i liked i still i did I, I i liked that character i was really confused as to what it like what that character was supposed to be is that somebody from his past is that just a no, hallucination it's, the, <laughs> it's
1: his it's his uh clarence that's
0: right that's right and i'm like oh Oh, okay, is he gonna show Johnny Appleseed what life would be like if he didn't plant a bunch of trees? I'm so confused. Right? No, yeah. but it was I, I I liked just the the overall tone of it. It was it was a nice little it was like sweet. feel good, just little short, yeah. and it's a good mm-hmm. kind of like um it's it's a good like intro to who Johnny Appleseed you know as it was popularized to be basically you know right right. And then you could read I mean, into it and find out more about what actually happened and and all that. But it's mm-hmm. definitely like a like a a good like elementary school teaching of Johnny Appleseed, everybody. Right?
1: Yeah, it, and it's just a sweet little story. And then and then we go on to the next one, which is the Anders sisters singing about Little Toot. Uh, and this one yes. is such a callback to the little propeller, little um, du, the little uh, plane from Three Caballeros or Saludos Amigos. Yes, uh, the first one.
0: But in this short, this short is, is surprisingly dark, too.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it takes
0: a turn, and I'm like, okay, so it's it's the little tooth that... He just wants to be like his dad. He like, He's looking up to mm-hmm. his dad, and he gets a little... Uh, not overzealous, but he gets a little, just like you know, a little ahead of himself, and and he causes this major accident. In which case, he is banned from the city. Wait, <laughs> really?
1: hey, what? He, he put a whole ocean liner <laughs> in into the, the middle of a city. <laughs>
0: <laughs> First off, how fast was that ocean liner traveling? Yeah, to get I don't that think a little toot was at. Yeah, it
1: was not his fault, right? That boat was well over the speed limits.
0: <laughs> oh man, but like, like it just it escalates in this his. his Dad gets like, you know, like knocked down to like garbage duty mm-hmm. and then he gets banned from the city where he meets horrifying monster boat dingies in the middle. Like those <laughs> things have fangs <laughs> and then this giant like a hurricane typhoon type thing starts going in after him and then, <laughs> and then he mm-hmm. saves a boat.
1: He saves the book. Well, I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to go out on a limb here because and I wouldn't have thought about this if it hadn't been for the last time the Ender Sisters sang a song, which mm-hmm. was about Johnny, Johnny Fedora and uh, Blue Bonnets. Blue um, Bonnets, yep. Betty, Betty Blunt. Could this little toot story be an allegory for wartime? That's a child whose father had been a soldier in a previous war wants to be just like dad and thinks nothing but the fun of war. And then through a series of mistakes and having the curtain pulled back and seeing just how real everything can be and facing the storm and coming back a hero with a new perspective.
0: This is why you're on the podcast, TC. <laughs> I yell about I, I th- fanged teeth dingies and you give a great <laughs> allegory to war.
1: <laughs> we- weirdly, weirdly, and I, it had to be because the seed planted by the Anders sisters recent uh, in the previous move uh, film this movie, Little Toot, does have some uh, parallels to something like Hacksaw Ridge, <laughs> like a real gritty war movie. <laughs> uh, you heard it here, folks.
0: We're the only podcast that will compare a Disney short film to Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> a little short or film Forrest about Gump. a little tugboat cartoon.
1: <laughs> or, no. or Forrest Gump. True. Or or but, something like Jarhead if you want to go modern.
0: But you do have a point. You can definitely look at it like... And it, it, Taking into, okay, if you didn't know when this was made, if you didn't know when mm-hmm. the cartoon was made. You probably won't see that connection. You could you probably don't see that there it could be an allegory to that. But knowing right. that this was still in production during the midst of World War Two, uh, even though mm-hmm. obviously it came out after the war had ended, but that these were all stuff that was just being worked on for years during the war. Knowing that it makes total sense that it's it could very well be some sort of, you know, reflection of uh, a, of a young a young soldier going off to war. Um, right. That totally makes sense. I could totally buy that. It definitely puts an Disney. even darker twist on it <laughs> than already they just well, wanted d- to tug a boat. He was tugging the little <laughs> the little guy in the back of his paper boat. It was so
1: cute. Coming of age story. Coming of age. That's but true. that's something Disney has has throughout their history is ways to pre- Present to children very heavy and deep themes that it, whether it be death with the loss of a, of a parent figure, which we will see time and again what? through the course of the Disney movies.
0: What? Disney doesn't do that. You're you, you're talking about.
1: <laughs> well, strictly speaking, with the ones we've seen so far, uh-huh. Beauty, uh, you know, uh, Bambi Bambi is the one that that offers up that conversation starter, True. and maybe going something to a little more more towards toddlers and less towards young kids but the the idea of what it's like to think war is a wonderful thing experience it and then come back with the truth right yeah
0: and 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 um, they didn't they didn't have little to like come back Horribly scarred or right, anything like that. He, like he came back. Yeah, he, he came back with his eyes open and probably slightly terrified of vampiric dingies, but not. So, <laughs> but he he came back okay. Like he, which unfortunately I think you can't say about a lot of the people who have come back from war over the years. Any war doesn't matter, right. and it's particularly at you know that era as well. Um, but it was nice that they did put at least a positive spin on that because the way it was going, I didn't know where they were going with that. <laughs> was like, he is, gonna make it back? Yeah, yeah is this. It's gonna be like another uh, uh, of, of the big whale of was it Willie or whatever like is Willie it, the whale yes yeah, and then he up, died d- and then he died
1: and he's the he's wh- the tugboat wh- in the sky that's what? A-
0: <laughs> and then he's gonna meet Big Willie uh, uh, Willie the mm-hmm. whale and he's gonna meet Johnny Appleseed and they're all la, gonna have fun. La, la, la,
1: la, 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 la. <laughs> it's gonna be fantastic. maybe an apple's just an apple. Maybe maybe I am looking way too deep at a story about a little tugboat, but it does <laughs> it, it, it works, is followed. Though. It is followed by the only slow piece in the entire film. which that is true. In a way, could could be let's let's slow it down to <laughs> you know, to, to uh, acknowledge the the way, the depth of that little tugboat that we just all experienced war with. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see a nice story about trees. Trees. This is the culmination of a famous poem. I, uh, wonderful music and wa- beautiful imagery. The oh, yes. paintings, the matte paintings of this are great. And and actually, that's a credit I'm going to give to this whole film. Jeff, you've seen a lot of cartoons. I yes. know you have. Uh, one or two. <laughs> okay, I, there's a term for it. It escapes me right now, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. And those listening know exactly what I'm talking about if you've seen a lot of cartoons. When you're looking at a cartoon, you can tell when an, an element is is animated to move or if something is going to move because they put the cell over the map painting. Right. 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 So if, if there's a row of flowers, one of those flowers looks very obviously different because that's the one that's going to move. Melody time here does not have that. There are occasions in this film where the, the animated elements don't, look like they're going to be animated. The first time I noticed it was when Johnny was planting the apple seeds and the skunk was digging them out. Mm-hmm. The skunk digging them out, you couldn't, there was no indication that, 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 that area of the, of the image was going to be moved. True.
0: And that's, and it's th- so rare. Cause I mean, that, that, that technique has been, you could see it starting with snow white. You can see it on, um, like up until, Mm, you could argue tell like up until like the late nineties with even shows like the Simpsons, you could tell when stuff yes, was going to be yes, animated. Yes. It's,
1: <clears throat> it's, it's the, with the advent of digital and flash animation, there was no longer a need for matte paintings with cells on top of them. As right. soon as that went out, out of style, that obvious that's going to move vanished right and it's so weird because
0: now that you bring it up that's when i started i just now when i was trying to say that i'm like wait a minute i don't remember seeing it in recent years because i'm like oh i know i Mm -hmm. saw it in the simpsons but when was the last time i saw it in the simpsons it was like 15 years ago 20 years ago and that's it's a good point it's once they started doing things digitally you don't have that anymore everything Mm -hmm. is painted on a computer now Uh, and that's this things painted on mostly things yeah
1: (laughs) but the trees this trees section utilizes these beautiful paintings that I, I would love to know the film technique that they used to bring this to life, because it does feel like they are doing these beautiful, gorgeous paintings right on the screen. Right. Like they do not, they do not come across like, Oh, uh cell animation. Right. Is what I'm saying.
0: And it's, it's curious to know like why here, here's another, here's another question I have regarding that is like, why is this, why is this in there? Why is this in this, in in this, in this, film altogether out of all the ones that are so upbeat and so in and a in and a very different artistic style this mm-hmm. one feels kind of almost out of place not in a bad way it just feels like well why was it more like this now is it because it is so labor intensive to draw it like that like did they do did they do 24 frames or whatever they did for their frame rate of those background anime like background drawings, like instead of doing one matte painting, did they do 24 a second? <laughs> Just to
1: get that look. <laughs> oh
0: and is that why it's like the only one? It's like we could only spare two and a half minutes because the animators all died <laughs> from trying to paint this.
1: <laughs> I would bet that it's because they are innovating right now for the coming years of film we're about to see that they were they were capable of different technology now. They weren't using the the cell style that they've used with the nine previous films, mm-hmm. they're utilizing more of the animation styles that were that are going to change over the years. And I, I would bet that the m- Matt and background department of Cinderella was heavily involved with the look of this one because there are no cartoons in this one. This right. one is just backgrounds. This one is just imagery. It's a and- narrator
0: and background environments. Yeah. which 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 if it's a background environment there was generally people who were in charge of just doing backgrounds at, you know mm-hmm. as opposed to the people who were doing the characters so it wouldn't make sense yeah. if the if it's like hey all you background people that are used to doing still frames you now have to animate this entire thing <laughs> have fun and then disney we'll, like we'll see you in a while yeah like <laughs> He like walked off. <laughs> That's what I picture Disney uh, being like, basically Homer of course, Simpson. Yeah, he was just a little, little,
1: little, little scamp, a little scamp, uh, a little. But, oh, you little guy. Moving on, I am so happy to see that even after a couple years. Donald and Joe are still together. <laughs> they're still together.
0: They're still together, but they're very sad. Why are they well, so they... sad at the start?
1: Jeff, when, you, when you've when you been in a relationship for a long time, you get those <laughs> lulls, right? You get you get too comfortable. You're, you stay up and just watch Netflix, and you both read your separate books and, and Facebook posts before falling asleep at night. And, and they're just in that they need something to spice up their life. And what better than the cuckoo bird? And so the
0: I am so excited! I am so upset he did not sing his
1: thing, though. I uh, know. I was
0: waiting. I'm like, wait, you, is a little, is a little bit? No, okay, no, he's. Oh, wait, no, he's not. Okay, so is upset. His,
1: <laughs> is his laugh at the very end? This <laughs> is that the laugh from the hamster song.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Huh. I think because look, the hamster song itself is. Just a sped up version of the Rooster's um song from Robin Hood. That's a good like, point. That's- wonder... And they just sped it up. Hmm. So I wouldn't put is the at the end of the Hamster song. That- <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man, I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that now because I don't know. <laughs>
1: But Joe and Donald are still <laughs> together and they're and they're they're going to blame it on the samba for why they're they've been able to spice their life right back up.
0: Blame it on the samba, <laughs> aka Saludos Amigos part 3 uh Gashed. we are gonna just keep that going i i see here's the thing this is what i have this is so far i mean these these 10 movies have made me so happy for watching these because again we all know how much i like three caballeros i had mm-hmm. before watching these movies i had no idea that donald and joe um and i guess you know, well, Pachito Pistols was only in the Three Caballeros. But I didn't know that Donald and Joe were in more than just that. So, like, this is exciting to be like, oh, there's more of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, right? Now, and ha- doesn't this just go to show you that Mickey really is the favored son? Because uh, make, my, uh, make My Music and uh, Fun and Fancy Free is mm-hmm. available for streaming and rental, but none of these Donald Duck ones are.
0: Yep. It's just him going like, that's right, Donald you live in obscurity forever
1: <laughs> i'm keeping mickey. this is his, it's his fourth appearance in 10 films we've seen donald duck four times <laughs> we've seen mickey what twice twice
0: <laughs> <laughs> though i do i i i really liked this short. this one was a lot of fun because and i and i'm this is not necessarily a bad thing it felt like it was a deleted scene from oh, yeah. either Saludos or Three Caballeros. one it, of those three, two.
1: It even ends with a crazy ass drug trip again. <laughs> yep. Once again, this just goes crazy bananas, and it's just. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Uh, yeah, you know yeah.
0: see at this point in this film, I'm like, boy, what is this movie missing? It's missing a rocking <laughs> organ solo, accompanied by a crazy drug trip again. <laughs> That's what this was missing. I totally actually, having said that, this I feel like is is almost it is almost the missing third time return of the bird from uh was it three caballeros
1: the the yeah.
0: this almost <laughs> felt like this was that because we made that comment
1: that we were expecting him to show up one more time right he could have been sasha in in peter and the wolf right Uh, I I will say, of the crazy drug trips that Saludos Amigos, Three Cabo Heroes, and now this this (laughs) segment have, this is my favorite one. Oh, yes. I I like this one the best, maybe because it's the most coherence i don't know <laughs> it just feels Maybe it just it's feels the most the best.
0: coherent drug trip we've been on yet for these films <laughs> and that's why it does feel i i mm-hmm. agree this one this was a lot of this one was just a lot of fun to watch on and, and and especially it's so it's such a crazy 180 coming off of trees Because it's so upbeat and so in your face and goofy and, again, not goofy. (laughs) Silly.
1: Not (laughs) not the actual goofy.
0: (laughs) I'm going to have to, like, change the way I talk because I'm
1: going to keep saying goofy and I'm going to keep thinking I mean goofy. I have the same problem I, whenever I, especially when we're talking about Disney movies, we can't use that adjective because it's, it's
0: so, Oh, you mean the, you mean the character? No, no, not the character. I meant oh. the action or the sense of being the state of being, <laughs> whatever.
1: <laughs> um, but it, it was cool to see Donald and Joe return. And I, uh, I, don't think we're going to see them again for a long time. I
0: was going to say, I think I know the, Don- the next time Donald uh, will come back, Donald will come back. But isn't like the next time I, I think I was reading online that the next time that they will appear together in any of the films would be like Hoover and Roger Rabbit, like way oh, wow, later yeah. in. Like that's the next time you see them together, at least.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't I don't recall if we will, but I don't think we'll ever see Joe again. I think just is is so the last sad. Time see the him. last
0: time you see him is yeah. going on a drug trip with an organ soloist. <laughs> it's
1: so weird. It, they rode off <laughs> wrote off into the sunset together. That's true. But and the la- speaking of the sunset. The last- ah, you got me. I was going to segue into it. I was going <laughs> to se-
0: <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I could do that too, TC. <laughs> speaking of sunset, everybody. The last short for this episode. I don't know why I'm talking like that. That's not how you talk. The last one of this. <laughs> <clears throat> the last segment of this movie is a story which it, it threw me for a loop again because uh we 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 didn't talk about it, but Blame It on the Samba had a little bit of live action in it. Yes, uh, continuing yes, yes. with the whole Saludos Amigos, Three Caballero vibe, and then we get to this mm-hmm. one, and it's like it's 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 the story of Pecos Bill, basically, and uh, it's like, oh look at that, a random live action group of people in the Old West. They're just they're just there. led by Roy Rogers, led by Roy Rogers, Rogers and and what was his horse's uh, name? It,
1: <laughs> Trigger, Trigger. Thank you. Right. Yeah. As soon as this scene started, and I saw this. This campfire choir of cowboys. All I my first thought was. This might be the whitest thing I've ever seen. <laughs>
0: Everyone's gathered around the fire, telling stories to each other. Uh, but this is uh,
1: the little girl is back from the last episode, yep. or the last episode, the last she, movie.
0: She survived the creepy uh, creepy puppets at the end, apparently. she Well, it,
1: like any good horror movie, it turned out she was the monster in the end, and she destroyed those puppets. Um, oh, how brutal. Do you, do you have any... You didn't know about this cartoon, but did you know anything about Pecos Bill?
0: See, that's one of those things where like the name sounded familiar, but I didn't, I I don't like, I knew Johnny Appleseed, like that one I knew, Mm -hmm. but I don't, Pecos Bill, I had no idea. That one's
1: completely new to me. Cool. Pecos Bill is another one of the, this American legend. He's an, a piece of American folklore like Paul Bunyan and John Henry. Pecos Bill is one of the legends of Texas. Everything that they, they sing in this, where they talk about him digging the Rio Grande and making the Gulf of Mexico and catching a tornado and all being raised by coyotes and whatnot. All of that is campfire legend of pecos bill that you can you can find some really great illustrated storybooks about pecos bill and i don't know if he's I, I I could have looked, of course, but there's just no way to know. There's no um, way to know, TC. <laughs> how many How many incarnations of Pecos Bill have hit the hit the big screen? This is the only one I'm aware of. Yeah, this is
0: this is the only time I've ever seen it. Like I said, I know that name, but I don't recognize. Like I don't remember ever learning about Pecos Bill or like mm-hmm. ever coming up in like school. Um, I know it's more of like a tall tale type character, but exactly, I, I yeah. don't really remember that. Maybe that's the reason why we never brought it up in school because he he's not. really... Really real, but we talked about. I guess we talked about. Um, uh, uh, oh, the oh, I'm sorry, the Blue Ox Babe, the Blue Ox, and um, Babe the
1: blacks and Paul Bunyan. Paul
0: Bunyan. I guess we talked about Paul Bunyan, and that wasn't he wasn't real. Well,
1: not <laughs> this, he was not a giant man who walked around <laughs> North America at least. <laughs> this short. So the Pecos Bill short is. Let's first let me address the fact that yes, this is a bunch of white guys, and uh, yes, they say engines and yeah. and say some rather. Uh, off, uh, off things that would seem inappropriate in, in a modern sensibility. Mm-hmm. I will completely acknowledge that. That aside, I love this cartoon. <laughs> I love the animation. I love the tall tale of it. I love the just the exaggerated nature of this of this legend. Um, well, I, but I,
0: I love that it opens with a map of the U.S. and Texas is
1: <laughs> ninety eight percent of it. <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> and
0: there's a state of Milwaukee.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I did see that. I I did catch that, too. Uh, but that's the, the Texas attitude. This short is so the Texas attitude. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, at first, as it was playing out, I wondered, I wonder why this could this have been a full movie like Jack and the Beanstalk or Mickey and the Beanstalk could have been a full movie or Bongo the Bear could have been a full movie. And where I do think that Pecos bill could have been the reason I'm glad it wasn't or it probably wouldn't have made a good one is cuz Pecos Bill is a jerk.
0: He is. He is not a very <laughs> nice guy.
1: No, he's not.
0: <laughs> he I mean I mean outside of like the of of him basically ca- like causing what made Texas Texas and the border and all that stuff but like he's not really that nice to even the girl and he smokes, no, he's smokes and he's, he's a wild
1: of, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would I would wager that if this has been shown on the Disney Channel or in any other incarnation they have cut the cigarette stuff
0: so speaking of that um they actually had do you know any about this
1: no i didn't i I had a feeling though just based on the fact that he was lighting cigarettes and rolling them and whatnot
0: on the dvd release apparently in the mid to late 90s they digitally removed the cigarette from his mouth so he's just
1: his lips are, and tongue are just blah blah, 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 Yep.
0: And then the moment when, like, the, the part where he's basically doing the tornado um, and he rolls the cigarette on his tongue, that whole thing, and lights it with the lightning bolt, they actually cut that entirely from it. Okay. But every other huh. time in the short, and I found a YouTube video last night because I was watching it, too. Um, I found a YouTube video that somebody has it side-by-side comparison so you can see mm-hmm. how much they actually more or less just recut the entire segment so that way they could cut around seeing it. But they did, they digitally removed the cigarette, but there's a couple of times when like he flips the cigarette with his mouth Mm -hmm. and that is still the animation of his mouth moving is there, but there's no cigarette and it just looks weird. (laughs) They could have just replaced
1: it with a matchstick. Yeah. Right. They should have. Or,
0: or I don't know, a walkie talkie. (laughs) (laughs) It's a callback to all the people who know the E.T. version that came out there. They replaced all the shotguns with walkie-talkies. Oh, my gosh. Anyways.
1: (laughs) But this – so overall, what are your feelings about this film? I mean, we've gone through all the segments now and –
0: so it was, it was, it was, like I said, going into it, I'm like, all right, I, let's just go through these. Like, all right, well, what do we have? What I'm, I'm really, I really am looking forward to those narrative films to come up, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> there was, uh, there was enough variety, I guess, with this one mm-hmm. that it, it definitely kept my interest as I watched, I was still entertained, you know mm-hmm. it was it was not one where i was just bored waiting for it to be finished right so i i liked it overall i but at the same time i do still feel a little bit like all right we're starting to kind of get to the bottom of the creative shorts that we have left aren't we disney like <laughs> like okay like honestly as much as i loved the blame it on the samba at the same time it was like ah you could tell this was probably just deleted and you're really reusing something like and i know this that's, again yeah it's like oh, okay so you're all right i get it okay yeah and, and then i just i i enjoyed myself with it but of
1: all the movies we've watched so far, oh, no.
0: where, oh, no. where, where, do you <laughs> rank this? Well, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. It, it's it's definitely. Um, uh, okay, I'm just gonna flat out say it, it's my number ten. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because like it was fine. I I mm-hmm. I I you got finally, through it. Dumbo's
1: not number ten. Dumbo's not the bottom. Exactly. <laughs> and
0: I was like, you know what? Mm, I don't. I'm I'm okay with it, but it's not. It's not near. It's like I won't probably go back and watch this one.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, okay. really, okay. if if
0: wish comes to shove, like I would, I'd still would put Pinocchio on. I'd put the Three Caballeros on. I'd put Snow White on. Long before I would put. This one on, not saying it's bad. Like I said, I I just got done saying it It was still a. a, a, I still enjoyed myself, but it's Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's it's not as good as like make my music or any of those other ones. Or like I just, well,
1: it's my number ten. that's that's amazing so um i want you to kill time for 30 seconds while i look for my list because i can't remember where i put it so So you you babble for 30
0: seconds (laughs) i would like to say real quick talking about that pecos bill um you know they did have one segment where they're like he shot all the stars out of the sky so that way it became the lone star state five seconds later he is underneath a full sky of stars to show his love to Sue. It was also a requirement um, that I said it in a really insensitive southern accent, and I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Bill, right, so. Bill shoots the audience at one point, which makes me wonder if this was actually the origin story of a villain. That's what I was really <laughs> curious about. Anyways, keep going. It, so- <laughs> no, Jeff, you have
1: to remember, this is Texas. This and is he's Texas. a hero in Texas. Yep, because and- he shot everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mess with Texas. I think we just lost,
0: like, half of our listeners. So <laughs> we'll we'll bring them
1: back with a quick little tidbit. You've heard don't mess with Texas, right? Yeah. Okay, did you do you want to know the origin of that? Sure. It was a litter campaign logo. <laughs> really? That's yeah, on the side of the roads where people would like chuck garbage out of their cars on the highway, they created this this campaign to keep thing keep Texas clean, don't mess with Texas. And it was and it became this slogan that you probably hear time and again of Texas folks, but it started as a an environmental protection slogan.
0: <laughs> <Huh>.
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. Little factoid for you. The more you learn. I am making me- Melody Time my number six. <laughs> above above <laughs> Three Caballeros, Saludos Amigos, Fun and Fancy Free and Dumbo. I'm Ooh. putting it below Make My mus- Make My Music and I'm making it my number six. Number six, huh? Yeah. So you so so that that's that's it. We have we've created our first Ten. Our first ten lists. Our
0: first ten lists. And so far our our, our leader going into the future or the final rounds is going to be Pinocchio. Yeah. Pinocchio, Pinocchio has officially <laughs> entered our the, the final round of our weird Disney animation studios bracket that we're doing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a it's a weird tournament, but this is just how we're gonna do it. That's if you didn't tune in it. last week, what we are doing is we are creating lists of ten. So starting next week, we're starting a whole new list of the next ten films. And once we reach the end of the podcast, as it once we get currents and we have no more of these animated movies to watch, we will pit all of our number ones against each other and rank those in a certain order. Get it on! But we both ended up on Pinocchio. I am happy that because that would have been a weird. It would have been more difficult to <laughs> to figure out if we didn't both pick Pinocchio. We would have had to create two separate brackets. Uh, Which, (laughs) which,
0: here's the thing, that could still very well happen,
1: because... Yeah, we do have 45 more movies to go.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we don't really know what's going to happen as we go along.
1: (laughs) So, for listeners, if you want to see what our 10 are, because Jeff and I do have different lists, you can go to facebook.com slash... Top shelf pod, yes. Did I do it right? <laughs> yep. Oh, good. And uh, Jeff updates our lists on there, so you can see what our first ten are. But exactly. Pinocchio has won the day. That's exciting. Actually, that
0: is cool. Though yeah. that we do have the same one for that one. But I'm really interested to see where we go. We have, yeah. we have, yeah, we we're we're ten. We're on ten. There's 56 as of the moment we are recording this. Moana was the most mm-hmm. recent, so we have 46 more movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we got a while. Well, to 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 continue on melody time here, there are some tropes in here. Did you write any down? I, I have did three. not.
0: What did you have for the tropes, uh-huh. sir?
1: Okay. So, tropes for – first off, we have the returning trope of little animal helpers. Oh uh-huh. yes. yes, okay. So okay. in the the Winter Wonderland, the animals actually save the day, not the the hero bunny <laughs> or the hero boy.
0: It's <laughs> the random uh, the random animals save the day instead. Okay.
1: <laughs> and now two introductions into the Disney Tropes Hall of Fame here. Now, first one we will see this again and again, and this is such a a, a neat money saver. And it is recycling animation. Oh. Now, we, we mentioned we will see Bambi and, and Bambi's mom again, right. but not yet. What we saw in this one was a literal reuse of the he- Fields and McCoy's hoedown sequence during Johnny Appleseed.
0: Oh, my goodness. They, I didn't even catch that when I was watching yeah, that. They,
1: they reused the exact dance cycles of the Hillbillies and the Jug Band. They just re- They just repainted it.
0: Interesting. I completely missed that. Good eye, TC. I'm and glad you're keeping yes. up on my section.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and one of the most standard of Disney tropes begins right here with Widowmaker, and it's the horse sidekick. Oh man, I missed there that. There are so many horse sidekicks in Disney in the Disney library. That's
0: true. And it's and yep. yeah, a horse sidekick that does not that does not talk.
1: Right. This, is this will key. be a <laughs> yeah, this is a standard of Disney animation, is the horse sidekick uh, and we we're gonna see a lot. <laughs>
0: That's interesting. Oh, I completely missed the horse sidekick. Oh man, because now my head's going through like a handful of them that I'm thinking about mm-hmm. right now. Oh there you go.
1: shoot. Well, good catch there, <laughs> TC. Man. You know, I, I write them down just in case you don't. But uh, I once once the Recycled animation one popped out, the animal helpers, and then Widowmaker. I was like, I knew, I knew. There's there's got to be at least twenty of these horse sidekicks. <laughs>
0: yeah, because like I'm thinking about it like right now. I'm thinking about like Belle's got one in Beauty and the Beast. Um, yep. the, the good guy entangled has one, or the guy entangled mm-hmm. Pr- has
1: one. Um, Prince Philip in Sleeping Beauty. Yep. You'll see one there. Oh man!
0: Uh, I jeez yep. Louise! I completely missed that. <laughs> well, shucks.
1: I'm not doing so well. <laughs> well, that's all right, because if, if you don't mind, I do yes. actually have a tweet this week as yes, well.
0: Yes! A tweet. A tweet. What is your
1: tweet, A sir? tweet. A tweet. Sir. Now, for those of you who may be interested in Twitter-pating at us, you can yes. twitter paint at us at Random Bell, that's Jeff, or at TC's Big Head, that's me. You can tweet at us or follow us both on Instagram under both of those handles, or you can always comment on the Facebook page. Indeed. I try but,
0: to remember to post an article or Post a feed on it. Otherwise, just go ahead and leave a comment anywhere on the Facebook. We'll read it. Oh, we'll try. We'll definitely try to read it. Thank you again, Thomas. By the way, I'm reading through yours as we speak.
1: Oh, I missed it. I'm sorry. No, Thank you, okay. Thomas, for ta- <laughs> our loyal listener, our loyalist of listeners, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but today we have a tweet from, and this is a re- someone who tweeted at us before. This is at dig 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 hi ho. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> and I don't. I don't know who this is. I've never met them before. So I appreciate the. That we have a random listener that I don't know who it is,
0: (laughs) Uh, but it's me. I'm sorry, it's totally me. (laughs) No, no, it's not. It's not me. (laughs) (laughs) It's really not. I'm not. I'm dead serious. I don't have more than one Twitter.
1: So it's a two point question, okay? And I will present it to you because I've had time to think about it. Do uh, sorry, (laughs) could they make a package film today, or? Would you like to see any of these live action? Hashtag no more package films. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> you know, so, uh, that's a tough. will let you
1: answer first. <clears throat> if, uh, if you want me to babble for a moment, I do have an answer here.
0: You go, you go first. You go first. I'm still thinking about my response, oh. I guess.
1: Okay. So first up, the Pixar Shorts Collection is essentially what these movies, what melody time and fun and fancy free and and these films have been. Pixar collects their shorts every few years and releases them. You can currently watch on Netflix volume 1, which has some amazing amazing shorts like Presto and oh, Feast. True. There's some incredible ones in there. Uh and Disney has now oh, you know what? I'm sorry Feast is a Disney one not a Pixar one, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Disney has a good collection as well and one in particular that I really enjoy has The Legend of John Henry in it, which is another American folktale. Oh, yeah. And it, it is presented in this unfinished style where you can still see every pencil line as it's as the animation moves along. And it's gorgeous of a short for that reason, that it's hand-drawn. And it's a beautiful American folklore about the, the industrialization of the South and and the 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 power of a of a man's heart it's very very great and so in terms of could they release another package film they are however i don't think you could release one into theaters no and hold people's attention that's where i was sitting for the my thoughts as
0: well yeah. mostly because yeah. like yeah cuz everyone <laughs> where we live in a day and age now where if you did that in theaters I think people would actually be more confused than excited because they're like, why is this just a bunch of short films? Like like, where's the connect? Like they would want, they would want all of the stories connected. They would want there to be like a through line through it because you would spend the entire time waiting for this one to connect with the last one. Why didn't, why didn't it? Like, I feel like that's what people would
1: expect mm-hmm.
0: it would do it, it's, okay but it's not it's not gonna do nearly as well as it did back then
1: right it, especially if you released an animated one that yeah. was in the tradition of these because if you really think about it we get short film collections all the time pulp fiction inglorious bastards mm-hmm. robert rodriguez did the movie shorts which is but you just said it they all connect they're all right. part of one universe and they're not this random mishmash of shorts, Short film festivals are amazing. We've both cut our teeth professionally by doing short films and mm-hmm. participating in short film projects and for short film film festivals. But that's you sit down knowing what you're getting yourself into. Right. For a mainstream live theatrical release. No, I don't think that a short film and I don't think any of these would benefit from being done live action. I have not. There's not not one that I can think of. That would be even Pecos Spill, as much as I love it, it needs to be animated. It needs to be animated. And yeah, and as we've said before, that's not
0: saying that we don't think they could be feature-length. There's definitely a handful of shorts that could work really well as a feature-length film, or at least like an 80-minute one, you know, as we mm-hmm. said last time about the the Mickey and the Beanstalk or even um, the Bear. Why well, am I, B- I say Bongo. Bongo. Bongo, oh my goodness, <laughs> the bear. What's the bear's name? But like definitely feature length, just not live action. I just there would be something lost in the stories if you go live action with it because they a lot of them do re, like rely on that cartoon uh or cartoony nature about them mm-hmm. and being able to convey their story through that cartoony nature so yeah dc I, I, summed they've... it up quite well for me as well <laughs> fellow listeners uh but thank you
1: <laughs> i think there you have it we've we've reached the end of the first 10 here and yeah. i'm I I am proud of us for getting this far. We've done it. We've committed. It's it's wonderful. I want to keep doing it. <laughs> I want to keep doing it, and hopefully, everybody out there who's listening to these
0: podcasts uh, keep wanting to listen and keep keep enjoying these. Like I said, um, and I, I'm well aware, like the like the, the the interaction with everybody is a little low on on these package films because these are definitely not the movies that people know a lot about. So you may not have your own thoughts or opinions or comments or memories on them. But but mm-hmm. but but don't worry, don't worry, everybody. We're almost there. We are almost there. We are there. almost there. <laughs> we only have one more package film that we have left mm. to do. It's just... <laughs> um, it is I, the is next week's episode, actually. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a really weak segue, Jeff. Um, the Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. One that I have, in fact, seen. I do remember mm-hmm. seeing this one all the time as a child, so... Um, I don't remember most of it, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I at least, you know... I remember. I remember this one. I know of this one.
1: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not particularly excited for this next one. I'm maybe it's because I'm ready to get past these and get on to Cinderella, which I believe is after Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Indeed, or it is. I my memory, sir. If my memory serves correctly, that Ichabod and Mr. Toad feels more incomplete and feels more like Mickey and the Beanstalk slash Bongo um, for fun and fancy free. But we will get there next week. So, again, if you'd like to tweet at us, at TC's Big Head, at Randon Bell, you can hit the Facebook page at uh, Facebook.com slash Top Shelf Pod. Yeah, I'm I'm getting better at this. Yes, you are. I, and I'm letting you just and go ahead and
0: do it. You're doing fantastic. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, but unless you have anything else to say, Jeff, I think it's time for us to say happy trails.
0: Happy trails, everybody. And we will see you all or you will hear us all next week with more of the awesome Top Shelf Disney Animation Studios Library podcast. Also, I'm Thank really sorry for, listening. for all the coughing. Oh, see you guys next week. <laughs>
1: ah, see, he waited to point it out now, so he wasn't <laughs> fixated on it. I'm
0: I've been, I've been just getting over a cold, and I, I didn't want to do it at the beginning. We talked about it before we started. I didn't want to do it at the beginning because I didn't want to be going, he's coughing again. Oh now he's cough, sniffling. Cough, 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 cough. cough, cough. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind the fact that in the middle of the episode, I would have just been sitting here going, cough, cough, cough,
1: cough, 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 <laughs> and you'd be like,
0: what? "What was that?" Well, I hope I hope
1: you're feeling better next week, Jeff. I I'm do TC. Too. That's Jeff. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody.
0: Bye, everybody. Ooh. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media. Proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at (laughs) www.ghosthat.net. I like the ending.